Hey there, I'm Vanessa, mom of two spirited children, healthcare administrator, and chronic pain warrior. I know that dealing with life while managing chronic illness can be draining and frustrating. That's why I love sharing what I've learned along the way to help me cope, grow, and expand. I'm super passionate about helping parents with chronic illness get clarity on what matters so that they can live more intentionally, be present as a parent, and make their self-care a priority. I believe that by taking these steps, we set ourselves up for success and in turn, create an environment for our children and ourselves to flourish. So join me as we talk more about this through either quick tidbits or interviews. Thanks so much, and I very much look forward to hanging out with you on the Chronic Mamas podcast. Hey, there you are. Hi. (laughs) Perfect. Okay. Awesome, yeah. Um, this is my morning, morning face. <laughs> me, me too. I haven't really done a whole lot. I took the kids to school and that was it. And the only reason I'm yeah. recording is for audio purposes. I don't use the video. Okay, cool. I wasn't sure, but it didn't matter. I don't care. How are you doing this morning? <laughs> good, good. Not bad. It's my birthday. So I'm going to hike Cape Split here after this. Happy birthday. Thanks. That's 30. Just- Oh, that's a big milestone. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but I felt it coming on. I was like, I'm 30. And I, I, I don't know, something changed where I just had this different light come on. And I, I think it's going to be a good year. I'm excited. Yes, that's fantastic. <laughs> oh, I feel yeah. like 2021 is a good year. Yeah, we'll see. All righty. So let's get, just bringing up my questions here because I have... I have questions that I try to like, not necessarily be really super formal about, but I really like Mm -hmm. um, having something to reference. (laughs) Yeah, sure. So I just wanted to start off with um, reaching out to you because like, I always love seeing um, your posts and things uh, about like fitness and like, you're very Mm. like family oriented. And so I know Mm -hmm. you're a busy mom. (laughs) You've got two young ones that are in like really (laughs) age of life. And mm-hmm. you help manage your family business, don't you? Yeah, I, yes, yep. And it's, I, uh, we started like, so it started with the apple farm. And before I ha- was pregnant, I was on the farm. Um, I just left uh, childcare. I was going to, I did some EC courses and um, decided it wasn't for me. I knew I was going to have kids, but I didn't want to parent all those kids every day or at least guide them because it was a lot. But so it was a good experience. I got some education out of it, but I, I don't know. There was something about the farm. I knew I was going to be a part of it at some point. And it really just opened up where I wasn't happy at my other job and I was prepared to leave and, they just kind of put it out there that I could come and learn. And I literally started out working in the orchard, learning from the ground up about how to grow apples and manage fruit production. Just one and second. then, yeah. You are, I can't hear you for a second for some reason. Oh, okay. What's happening? Ah. <laughs> oh, perfect. Okay. You can hear okay. me. All right. Keep going. Yes. You start with the yeah. apple. Keep going. <laughs> 
Yeah. And then eventually I was in a tractor and mowing and using heavy equipment. And so it was really cool and a lot of fun. And then I got pregnant and really sick and that put things back for me for a while. And that was a whole experience in itself. But um, yeah. And then now they have their own packing plant. And so all the fruit that we grow, then we also pack and export and sell also. So I've been working at Ocean Crisp Apple Company as well. Okay, now I can't hear you. Oh, that's I, a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I mute so that way um, I don't okay. like, cut into you. Um, that's crazy. You have so much on the go. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. I've had a lot of control over my own schedule. That's what's kept me going because at any point that I feel overwhelmed or that my kids are losing out and that always affects me greatly because I was home with my children for three years and I slowly progressed them into childcare. We would go like they started out a day a week and then increased to two and then to three. And then now they're full time. And, you know, it's whenever I do the switch to ocean crisp, they're like the hours do increase. I have a half an hour drive both ways. And so some days I come in later (laughs) or I take a long weekend because it's just important for me. You know, it breaks my heart. It's the worst thing we drop them off and they beg you not to go and they just want to be home. And then you have breaks and then COVID is off and on. So anytime their daycare shut down, I'm home and I work from home and then go from there. But I just, it's a, it's a tough one, that balance. It's so good though, that you have the flexibility to kind of ebb and flow with your schedule to make it work mm-hmm. for you guys. Cause it can be really stressful when you feel guilt for taking time off when you can't, you can't manage that. Like you, you yeah. don't have any say in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's good. Do you actually, um, one of the, the questions I really wanted to ask you is like among all of the things that you juggle, um, mm-hmm. do you have chronic conditions as well? Like that you deal with in your daily life? Yeah. So I've, I've experienced uh, I had stomach issues from a very young age. Like I'm talking as far as I can remember since I've started playing sports and that was from the age of five and I went through serious testing and everything under the sun. And I mean, if anyone goes through any testing through the medical system, you know, they're not pleasant and they're very strenuous and hard on you. And, um, especially being younger, it was like, what in the heck am I doing? Like, what is going on? What are these people doing to me? And yet you feel like they still don't determine what's wrong with you. And so battling that for years and years, um, I had some emergency surgeries and they thought that was it, but I summed it up to I have IBS, like at Crohn's and colitis run in my family as well. And, um, you know, as far, as far as right now, that's not in I'm not in that area, thank goodness, but I do experience IBS, but I've kind of been my own advocate to realize that it is very much stress related, but to the point where can I have to take work off because I'm in so much pain and agony and it's not a fun thing because unless I find, unless you have like a strong diagnosis, people think, oh, she's just not wanting to come into work today or they don't, I don't know. I've kind of even let that go because I really don't give a shit what people think but um it took a long time to get there don't get me wrong but I have serious IBS which I believe is stress related mostly and then it's also tied in with my anxiety which I think has increased since I've had children I think prior to that I kind of just looked overlooked and thought I was a sensitive person and 
uh, you know, a sensitive person. That's just about everybody nowadays. And, but again, um, yeah, just anxiety. And I've realized that that's starting to intensify actually as I age and from, for whatever reason. Um, so those are really like, and you know, depression, that's another, I've never died, like put that label on it. I think I, again, it's like the ebbs and flows, like, and that's kind of what I consider my low points. I borderline depression. Yes. For me, um, just recognizing that things are a little low right now and knowing that they're not going to last forever has been a strong mental thought process for myself. And I use all those tools in the toolbox that I have resorted to in the past. And that is reading, working out, going for a walk, easing myself into not feeling guilty about not doing anything some days and uh, use my imagination and having fun and that sort of thing has pulled me out of those low points, but you know, depression and yeah, stuff like that. So those are a few of the things that I've experienced, especially lately. Yeah. And the, the part you said like really sticks out to me that I've struggled with, especially this last year, because my fibros really flared up was the people believing it, like just because it's invisible Mm -hmm. and that you can't see it doesn't mean that it's in your head. And it can be really hard when you're just like, you can't see it, but I have to go home. I can't function. Exactly. Right. And, and trying to explain that to people. But then even when they do believe you still like in the back of your head, you're just like, do they believe me? Mm-hmm. Like, do I look like I'm faking it? Like, do I look like it's just like, like you said, like I'm being overly sensitive, like mm-hmm. any kind of plays with you mentally, not just the physical aspect of having to struggle with the actual pain and discomfort of it. But like the mental game of it as well is really really tough but like you said it's getting to that point where you're like I just don't give a shit what you think this is how it is and I need to put myself first right Mm -hmm. and I think that's helpful in itself like the whole guilty process like I don't know we I think it's been in the employment in the fact that you work a job you kind of the sick days are looked down upon but it's like those are offered like that's my right to have those there for me when I'm not feeling well And I remember calling in jobs and it was like, I'm having a terrible day for whatever reason for my IBS is acting up. And I mean, I don't want to describe to people what I'm going experiencing. It's not pleasant and it comes out of nowhere. I don't have any control over it. And even if I did, so what? But I remember just people think like the response was like no empathy whatsoever. And after hearing that time and time again, and then getting off the phone and thinking, am I sick? Am I, could I go? Could I really stick it out? And I've done it a million times where I was like, fine, I'll go in and I'm in pain or whatever, but it's better than thinking that they think I'm not capable or, or going down in somebody's books because I feel like there's, there's expectation to withhold and I'm huge on meeting them. And eventually it was like, no, no, I need to do this for myself. And it's going to be better for myself if I do this. And in that circumstance, you got to be yourself advocate and say, no, I'm sick. I'm not coming in. And in a way, I think I, in a way, I think COVID has blessed that sick day breach. I'm like, there is no questioning it now. If people call in sick, they are sick and they are not to come in. And I think it's a good thing. Like it's all, yeah, it's good. <laughs> right. Cause really like if you push through and you're like, you're sick, you're tired, you're burnt out, like what the hell good are you to anyone? If you're staying, you're like, you're going to do a half-assed job. You could make mm-hmm. mistakes. Like with me, I've kind of personally with 
I work in the medical field. Like I don't want to make mistakes with someone's medical chart. So I'm just like, I like yesterday, for example, I had a really bad migraine. I left at lunchtime and went home because I couldn't even focus and my eyes were blurring. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I could stay and stick it out, but it would take me 10 times longer to do everything. And I would just be useless for my kids when I got home. And what good is that? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm so glad that you see that too. (laughs) It's a hard thing to overcome that guilt. Like, uh, in so many aspects, you feel it, right? Like it's, if you don't do something you plan to do, or you don't, you're not able to show up because you're ill or you did make a mistake that that guilt is hard. It is hard to deal with, but I find I, especially, you know, I, I took a couple nutrition courses and um, I am heavily into fitness and all that. And so in conversations with people like I, that stigma, like that stigma of messing up and how it feels and how guilty if you do a cheat or whatever, I'm like, Oh my gosh, you got to let that shit go. Like that is life. Like things happen. I'm so roll with the punches. And I, I don't know how people can really, I think they just have to work that in their head. And once that trigger goes off, I think it'll be easier. And some people might be able to get there and some people not. And I'm good at it some days and I'm terrible at it other days, but the guilt is hard all around. Yeah, that's, yeah. I think that the mental part of it has been probably, like I can deal with an immense amount of pain, but the mental game has been what I've struggled with and what I feel like a lot of people struggle with. Um, It's so real. So you had mentioned a few things like reading, walking, going for a hike, like taking some downtime um, and mindset. Um, I just wanted to kind of elaborate like what you feel like self-care means to you, like what you've come to feel. um, Because I know like a lot of people think of self-care as like, I'm taking a bath, I'm giving myself a facial, Mm -hmm. like that's self-care in a way, but that's more of like a fluffy Mm -hmm. self-care. I know that I've I have one of your books that I've had for a really long time. <laughs> I've been like reading it over and over and over again. So I know reading is a big one for yes. you. Um, so what do you, like, if you could describe like what self-care is to you and why it's important to you, what would, what would you okay, say? Okay. Well, I, so when I saw this question, I was like, that's a great question. And when I was at school at NSCC for human resources or human services, sorry, um, self-care was like a huge discussion and, I don't know if the class ever really, a lot of the, like the ideas were have a bath and blah, blah, like those kind of things that you mentioned earlier about what self-care was. And, and, you know, it was a good conversation because a lot of people did believe that after a long, hot, hard day, that going home and having a bath would be a form of self-care. And it is to a point, right? Like physically, yeah, that a hot bath does make you sometimes feel better but to me it really is being your own best friend I think listening to that inner voice that does speak your needs um I can literally hear myself inside and when I ignore that voice is when I kind of need to listen even more and so moments of quiet or when I'm on a thought I really just try to tune into it and think okay I'm and tune into how I'm feeling. And so I'm trying to be my own best friend. And what would I say to a best friend if they were expressing that they're going through something and they need to take care of themselves? Well, I would, you know, be there to listen. I would be there to comfort them. 
And if they were open to ideas, I would give them to them. But listening to that friend would be the biggest thing to me. And so I need to listen to myself. And most of the time, I do know what I need. And I do know what what is where I'm struggling. And just having that conversation with myself, to me, is like the largest thing of self-care. If I ignore myself, I don't even know where to start. (laughs) So just stopping and listening to myself and really tuning into that, I think is the beginning of the self-care. And then that can lead to, okay, maybe I do need time alone because my kids have been literally physically attached to me for days now. And I haven't realized that I haven't had my own space. So that's where those things come out of that conversation. And so, yeah, tuning into that inner voice and just how I'm feeling and tuning into those emotions tied to what's going on. And then I can then figure out those specific needs that I require. If it is a hot bath, that's what I do. But um, lots of other things. I I know the next question is about examples and stuff like that. So I'll just go right into it. And so, yeah, like alone time, um, I find driving. Um, That 30-minute drive to work is horrible some days, but that listening to music, because I listen to such a variety that it is in tune with my emotions and where I'm at with something, and just belting it out freely. Um, I really enjoy doing the 10 or 5 things that you're grateful for, and um, I use that a lot when I'm feeling anxious or stressed. I just and I feel like I'm on the edge of burning out, I really just like to stop and think, okay, right now, what in the hell am I grateful for? And those bring me back down. And um, I also love just going to Frenchies. (laughs) I love, I love it. I, and I love the spontaneous where I don't plan it. It just happens. And I get to, yeah, like I get to take that time and, and walk through there it just brings me some joy and I also like to recognize when I need physical touch whether that's hugging a loved one you know a friend or my children or my husband um nothing can beat a long hard hug (laughs) Uh, no there's actually like science behind like the chemicals that are like released when you give a long hug yes yes so bring those on when I need them but sometimes I don't (laughs) <laughs> and then I think for me lately is honestly abandoning my phone and like I I got really angry at having to have a cell phone for a while and it was like starting to come out in messages like my persona when I would text people and everyone's like are you okay and I'm just like I just hate being able to be contacted 24 hours a day and feeling like if I don't people are like it's it's like playing on my anxiety and it was amplified during the holidays like holy man you miss a phone call like the whole world goes to end like or something like that so I've right people like lose their mind if you don't reply to them and it's like I'm not on call to answer you at every moment of every day if I get back to you in that same day yeah like like, it doesn't mean I'm ignoring you I may have read it but I'm just like you know like especially being another mom and another woman you understand that you could read it and think you answered and actually didn't. And then you don't even know until a couple of days later that you never responded to that. Right. Person. You set your phone down. Oh, 
you look at it and you're like oh i don't have time to like do this i'm gonna sit down i'll get back to them in a few minutes and then like five days go by and they're like are you mad at me and then it's a whole big thing so i just i've yeah i've even said to people i just don't look at it as much anymore i just it's it's what I need to do right now, especially. So I literally set it in and half the time I'm like, where is that when I actually ended up needing it? And that's the whole game in itself. So I've been really trying to ignore it and leave it. And because what is it? It's not much. And it's, it's given me anxiety lately. So I've been trying to just leave it. And my ultimate favorite thing to do when I require like some self-care is to you know, leave that phone and give my undivided attention to my children. And we play something so cool and fun that I get to be like a child again. And that like for a minute in time or 10 minutes in time or a half an hour, an hour, I don't even know how long it goes. Sometimes it like provides me some freedom and release from everything else of being an adult right now. So that's like my go-to. I just drop everything, say, fuck it and go play with them and make a fort. And oh, it's just the best. Yeah. And experience and go outside. It's nice to just forget being a grown up. Like you just stop and think like there are far, like not everything has to be complex Mm -hmm. and like, and a, job like sometimes because I struggle with that like actually getting down and playing with my kids like Lego has been my godsend because I can really get into mm-hmm. that like, myself but Keaton will be like can we play dinkies and I'm like uh how <laughs> and he's just like just push them around I'm like but then I'm like back and forth I'm like oh okay this is is this fun like and I'm like okay Vanessa stop get out of your head and just like pretend you're in a world where you're driving around and like that's Mm -hmm. all they want from you right exactly it's it's so much fun and you never know where the conversation's gonna go through play and it's just oh it's like the kids say the darnest things like get that tv show because they totally do like my children are surprising me every day with things that come out of their mouth and it brings it can be the most funniest thing I've heard in weeks. And it's just like, I love that. Like, I love you. Like, keep it coming. <laughs> it's great. Good. It's like oh, yeah. therapy. Really, it is. Oh, it is. It and is. I have a question in regards to like, being able to be present in the moment. One of the mm-hmm. things that I've found personally that helps me stay present is like time blocking in my, um, like I have a uh, planner mm-hmm. and I will time block um, because then I know like I'm doing this 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 is taken care of and then this whole evening I can just set my phone down I can set everything down and just be present mm-hmm. uh, do you use a planner like do you find that that you use that or do you just kind of go with the flow um <laughs> I you like okay I don't really do I don't use a planner um I've give I've been given one for like Um, my kid like a family planner and I've done it off and on and I don't know how in the heck it stays up in my head all the time about what day it is and where the kids are going and what I'm doing later but I guess I just am go with the flow and I have my days are not that much different I know Monday to Friday I'm working and the kids are most likely at school or in daycare like and that's the basis and um I know I, what time I'm leaving work to get the kids because that's my whole job. (laughs) That's on me. (laughs) So, um, and 
days again, like I've gotten used to, oh, daycare is closed because my child is sick and I have to get a COVID test. So it's closed for two weeks. So that doesn't surprise me anymore. (laughs) Honestly, at the beginning of that whole thing, I was like, oh my gosh, like, and then I'd struggle that whole day. Well, I should have been at work and now I'm not. And then I, and then after like the second time or third time that it happened, it was like, okay, they're not going, I'm staying here. I'm staying put today. And this is like, we'll figure out what we're going to do and I'll do what I can from home and go from there. And I think, yeah, I've just gotten used to operating like that now pretty much day to day. And as far as like work's concerned, people are the people I communicate with are pretty good at setting up meetings quite in advance. So if there is something like that, I, I have control over when it is again. And then, uh, I get to book that, but I like, as far as detail planning, I, I have experience with that and like, I've done it in the past, but it just never stayed consistent. Eventually I lose the goddamn planner and I don't know where it is. And then I have to say, what was in that again? And then that's the whole <laughs> process. So, so I've, so I've really like been touch and go that's with funny. it. And it, it, it's a great resource to go back to. Like sometimes when I'm finding that oh my God, I can't, I've got too much on my mind and I, I don't want to know, I don't want to have to think about what today is and what I'm forgetting. I do use that, but then I literally probably write it down and then don't look at it until the next time I go to fill it in. It is the oddest thing, but that's my experience was with planners. You're not the only one that I hear that from too. It's just like, I write it. And then like three weeks later, I look and it was like, well, that didn't remind me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like you tried. So that's good enough. Yeah, exactly. Like I, yeah. I had the intention there. Um, exactly. So I kind of use mine as like a, like a journal too, as like mm-hmm. r- writing things down because I don't remember when I did things. I have like brain fog as one of my symptoms. So if I write it down that I did it, I'll look back and be like, oh yeah, I did get gas like this day or I did yeah. like go to this person's house. So it's like my like itinerary for like remembering that I did something. I like that I like that <laughs> and then I can kind of go back and review of my year and I do like that I have like a stack mm. of papers like that for my last year's um that oh I took my, out of my binder and I'm gonna go through and look at just to be like wow I was spending a lot of time like doing shit all or like <laughs> I, was, I was doing a lot of like of chores and stuff when I really I didn't want to be so I can like reflect on where I'm spending my time wow that's cool that's that's a great tool to have like good reference for that it is but it's it ta- it takes some training to use it like you said that I used to do that all the time where I would like have the best of intentions I'd plan out a month and then I'd just go through the month and be like well crap that didn't go how I was how I planned and then I'd look at it and be like oh it's probably because I didn't look at it until now <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> oh yeah so in regards to um so we had talked about, oh yeah, we already talked about like the self-care and like some examples. Um, and I know that one of the questions that I had sent to you was about like overwhelm and like loss of motivation and burnout. And like, when you get to those like lulls, you're saying like taking some time and like listening to what your needs are, like what your body needs from you. Um, I'm wondering, like, do you have like specific things that you do? Like when you feel like Like you're just kind of going through the motions and you just feel blah. Like, is there something or like a group of activities or like something that you do with like your mindset, like to kind of pep yourself up and kind of get yourself out of ruts? Like, yeah. So honestly, like the, 
when I get to that point, it's from overdoing. Like I try to do everything, you know, I, I get the kids packed up. I get their, their snow pants redrive for the pre- next day. And I feel like I don't have a minute to breathe because I'm constantly going. And my husband always says, you go too fast. Like, like I have this thing right now where I, I literally break dishes. <laughs> like I drop shit all the time and it breaks. And he's like, cause you're going too fast. You need to slow down. Cause I was like this breaking dishes thing, like this gonna, this has to mean something. Like I'm breaking it all. Like stuff breaking every day. He's like, you're going too fast. Slow down. Right. So I, so my, my overwhelm and burnout, like movement towards burnout is from doing too much. And so when he told me to slow down, it's like, I literally have to do nothing. Like I, so generally that happens on the weekend because throughout the week, like good luck, but, um, I get to the weekend and typically if I'm on that verge, I literally do nothing with the kids. And when I say do nothing, I literally don't mean I just sit in a room and do nothing. Doing nothing with the kids is still doing lots. But in my mind, that is like my specific thing that I have to do. And I, and throughout that day that I do that, I still struggle with, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. But to me, that battle is actually working through something and just feeling those feelings and being okay with that. And even if I'm not for a second, and then I still am tempted to go do something and I might, I might still go do something and say, shit, no, I'm not supposed to be doing anything. But like just having that battle throughout that day actually helps me get through those low points where I am then rejuvenated and ready to go for the next week. And the following day after doing nothing, I might say, okay, I haven't run in three days or a week. I'm going for a run and getting all that minor backlash from the kids or Alex from, Oh, well, when's a good time? I don't care. I'm actually going right now. (laughs) And just being that strong in those moments and making it a priority for myself because I do fall low on that totem pole most of the time. And that's my own fault, but that's a whole other thing. thing, I swear. It's like, we're programmed to just take care of people and we forget that we need to be taken care of so that we can continue doing it. Exactly. And I also feel like it just happens so naturally. Like, I don't know if I, if it is because I am a mom, I don't know if at this point in my life, if it would still be this way, whether I had children or not, but if I had a partner or whatever, but um, sometimes I picture the only time that I'd be really a priority for myself is if I was by myself and that could be wrong, but sometimes you always think the grass is greener too. But anyway, so I just find just standing up for myself, even if I don't even feel like it is a specific thing that I do that does bring me around and gives me a little bit more energy and ready to be amped up out of that low and going on to a high. So, you know, the day of doing nothing with my children and my family is a specific thing that I do. And then self-advocating for myself to go do something physical most of the time is either run or walk or do a workout for a no time period. That's the other thing I is not putting a time limit on myself. I, if I'm going to do something, I'll be back when I'm back. Yes. <laughs> that is a luxury. <laughs> that is a luxury that I don't get very often. I'm always on a time crunch for something. You kids got to be picked up by this time. You have to leave work by this time and whatever. Like I just, yeah, that's it. So 
not having a timeline, I'm going and I'll be back when I'm back is a huge thing. So I like that not giving yourself a timeline is good because then you can just be present and let it unfold as it does and you don't have to be like okay I need to wrap it up I need to and you're thinking about the next thing the next thing and it can be hard to get out of that mindset I think that's why I've struggled so much with being present I think so many people do is because you're just constantly thinking of your to-do list and you're like okay what's next what's next and I think that's why I found that the only way I can physically be present and like get the hamsters off the wheel is if I'm like write it down and I'm like okay I need to do this, this, this. Okay, write a to-do list and then just forget about it for now and come back to it after because right now I need to like focus with my kids. Like they need me. I don't need to be like on my phone and like trying to remember all the things. So I do find that that helps. Um, And then I can give myself like that whole period to be like, I have the whole night and I don't have to worry about anything or on the rare occasion where you can go for a run or walk and just be like... (laughs) going in the woods I'll be back when I'm back (laughs) exactly and where are you going I have no idea (laughs) I know when I get there (laughs) there. oh yeah I remember when I was doing training for the half marathon that like my roots were so like Alex was like so where are you going today and I'm like I don't know and sometimes I'd pass the same host three times and then end up at the other end and then over my mileage and it was just like what in the hell but it was great it was great yes just get lost in it and just like oh, do it. yeah yeah it's a beautiful thing oh see that's I love that <laughs> <laughs> um so uh the last thing I wanted to kind of mention I guess I don't really have like a set like I said set schedule and in questions but um the whole idea of kind of like letting something go to move forward so in regards to this it's more like I want to phrase it like letting go of different mindsets, letting go of things that were like holding you back or like, for example, something that I had to let go of was the belief that like, I didn't deserve to have downtime until A, B and C was done. Like I had to have Mm -hmm. the dishes done. I have to have this and then I can relax. And I had to be like, no, I need to relax. And then those can be taken care of later. Mm-hmm. Um, was there anything that, is there anything that like pops out in your mind that you struggled with that you really had to like let go of or kind of step away from or stop doing to kind of support yourself in growing and being a healthier mom and a healthier woman? Okay. Well, something specific, cause this is like not fairly recent, but it's something that I've been working on for a couple months. And honestly, like I've had to step away from social media, like, And I know people talk about that all the time, but the reasoning behind that specifically is that I, it's like a pro and con thing of social media, which is nothing new. And people talk about it all the time. But for me specifically, I found on there, yes, I was motivated and definitely inspired. And I made like a lot of connections with a lot of people. And that was a great, great thing. But it came to a place for me where when I would go there, I was like, so overwhelmed with all the ideas and possibilities and things that people were doing that it would actually disrupt my own path of what I was focusing on or in the moment of working on to completing or accomplishing. And so I, and I just found it disrupt my natural path of things and my natural way of doing things. And I'm kind of on this new thing of being in tune with myself and, um, 
reacting or doing things based on my physical feelings and body reactions to stuff. And I just think I just had this realization that, you know, we're all on these paths and sometimes you can't control it, but does that get disrupted by what other people are doing or saying or whatever? And so I've just kind of been experimenting with going on less. And I actually find my natural desire for things are easier to come and face and that they're not being disrupted by others' progress or goals or routines of things. And I'm just playing around with the fact of just letting myself be and seeing where things end up. And so I, I go on to post for uh, our social media for the company and I, instead of like deleting or whatever, because I still have conversations with people on there, I've just been posting less and I don't really look at posts either as much anymore. To be honest, it's, it's gone down quite a bit. And so um, other like it just, yeah, I just found that it disrupted me. It discouraged me sometimes. Um, oh, she's great. Like, look, they're all put together and holy shit, I'm in sweatpants from two days ago. <laughs> like, like I just was like, I don't need to. And, and like, it's nobody's intent. Like it's totally my own thought process that goes behind this sometimes. And I, but I, I guess I recognize that and that my flow of energy just isn't flowing with that right now. And that, that could change, but I'm just really experimenting with letting things, letting my natural self kind of go take it where it needs to go. And um, so just being on there less is real. And that goes entwined with my whole phone, right? Like I just found my phone was, had a lot of control over my life for being a friggin' phone. So I'm just kind of done with that for right now. Again, that could change. Life changes all the time. And as far as that's concerned, that's one of the major things that I've made it change to because I did notice the effects on myself through using that. And um, yeah. And I, with the untamed book that everyone's been reading and that I've, I, I love how it's set up because it is based into like, chapters but they're like little stories it's not like oh where did I leave off in the story when you go to pick it up again it's like when you pick it up it's a new book every time and it has a new intention or a message behind whatever you're reading and there was one chapter I think it was called heat and it was about her reaction in a certain in a situation where she actually felt physical warmth and when I read that, like when I met my partner, Alex, I actually, I'm no word of a lie. I had that reaction when I met him. And then we parted ways after he graduated high school and, but we still talked. And for whatever reason, I felt that warmth with him and I've never, I never felt it with anyone else before. And I've actually like, remember that so clearly and I feel it now even when I talk about it it's so crazy but I just when she wrote like the go towards the heat or go towards the warmth I was like that is so true for me like and and so many situations like this when you sent the podcast invitation I was like yes like of course nervous and I've never I'm never I'm not a very outspoken person because <laughs> I'm just an average, average person <laughs> in a good way. But, <laughs> but I feel like, you know, like it, I felt that attraction to it. It was like, no, my body is saying yes, yes, yes. Although my mind might be saying no, no. <laughs> and I pushed right. through that and I went towards it. And so I've kind of been really in tune with like body reactions and sensations and letting that kind of be the natural flow and path that I'm going to go towards. So, and that's really where I'm at right now. 
I love that. I love the the idea of like listening to your body because I feel like um, intuition is one of those things that people really, they kind of balk at and they think like, oh, intuition is all this woo woo. Like, no, your Mm. body physically reacts to things. And if you take the time to listen, it's like, it's a really good guiding tool. Like you can vibe out other people. And, and like you said in your comment about social media, even when you're not physically with someone, the way that they're posting, the way they're showing up, what they're writing is influencing you. And it can, it can really like color your water. Like it's like someone dipping their paint in your clear water. And it's like, that's so true. Everything you see is through those glasses now. And you're just like, Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, it's not me. That's someone else's. And it's hard to be like, not my circus, not my monkeys. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're like, that's not, that's not mine. Yeah. And like you said, like closing out and kind of getting away from that does allow you to tune into that and like really hear yourself better. So I honestly think that might be something I do this year is just posting with my social media, like chronic clarity, just Mm -hmm. doing that and not like really, really cutting out the scroll because that's where I find that comparison comes in where it's not like you don't even intentionally do it. You're not like, oh, exactly like that. You're just like, you look at it and you're like, oh, like those program to do that right like that's like that's the very trippy thing behind it is that it literally is designed to push you in a certain way like they have control to direct you and they like it is a scary thing like and so I just was recognized that and and yeah like this is a little bit off topic a bit but I found that like when you met people they would say, oh, I know you. And you're like, I've never met you before. Well, I, I've seen you on Instagram. And it's like, Like you okay. know someone through there. It, it's like- You watched those, my life? Like, and it was like, I give you that because I do kind of post like that because I am, like that is, gen, like what I've posted is genuine. I have to say, like I put myself out there because it is such a free open platform. And I do there, again, there is many pros to that. Like I, I do love it. It's just for me right now in my journey, it's not meshing well. And so when stuff like that is apparent and I come to that conclusion, it is what it is. Like it's, I'm not judging Instagram, but I am in a way. But Right. And but I the, think that's important though. It's your journey. You're realizing that exactly. that's, it's for you right now. That doesn't work. And like you, right. you even just said like a few minutes ago is like, that might change and I might exactly. go back on and stuff, but right now you're, you're in that part of your journey. I love that. Yeah. So, and you know, like I just, I want to go back to where if I see somebody down the street and I want to meet them, maybe I'll finally go up and say, Hey, <laughs> like, how are you? What's your name? Where are you from? Like, I don't know. The people used to do that. Right. <laughs> like, so right, instead I, of creeping you know, them on Instagram <laughs> and yeah. And then taking that for what it is. And like, I just, yeah. And then I want to, I want to remove the judgment behind that. Cause you can't help, but go buy a picture and a caption and kind of like my mind does go to, you know, especially I have a hard time with the fitness and nutrition posts because once you do some education and then, or you went through an experience that you then judge others for what they put out there, but that's just what they're doing right now. That's obviously something they feel is right. And I don't want to think a bad thing or good, like bad thing about it. Like, and so I found myself kind of judging others based on that. And it wasn't a pleasant experience. So I was just like, nope, time to step back. Let's just get back to the basics of how I feel and where things are going. And 
I've got enough here to focus on. So let's just do it and yeah, and take care of myself. And that's just one clear way. So yeah. Nice. I love that. Well, I'm just looking at the time and we have talked for quite some time now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Was there anything else that you wanted to add to like your self-care journey and like what's brought you to where you are? Um, Because I know we all don't start out there. We all have that Mm. moment or moments where we're like, oh my God, what am I doing with my life? Like, why do I feel like crap? Like I need, things need to change. Like, I know we have those moments. um, And I know a lot of time with being a mom, those moments come after like the postpartum period where you're just like, I cannot keep this up. I can't, like, I'm going to burn out. And kids Mm -hmm. are a really good reflection of the fact that it's not, that's not sustainable. Like it's not at all. And like that they're, they, they make us look at ourselves and say like, how can we be better? How, how can we show up better for them? Um, and so I guess, I don't know like what question I'm asking, but maybe like just (laughs) where I I would say, like, I would say for people who maybe are just finding that, you know, starting that self-care journey and like, whether it, when, when it starts and when it ends, I have no idea, but I, the first thing I think I would like to say about concerning that is like, it kind of ties into more of like the mental health aspect. And I'm sure everyone is aware that Nova Scotia specifically, I, I know the whole world, but Nova Scotia is in a mental health crisis. And I have loved ones very close to me who were going through some major, major mental health. And as far as that's concerned, I just want people to know that there are local resources out there and numbers you can call to get help if you're in dire need at that point. And I've come to learn that, like, I'm not the greatest at asking for help. I can give it. I can give help every day, any day, anytime, whenever. I will give that and shove it in people's face, but I will not take it in return. And so I know I've faced times where I was in question about, you know, my life or where it was or a matter that I was dealing with. And in those times, I would have bettered myself to have called a number. You know, like I called my mother, I called a brother, I called or whatever, but it just, there's bias and other things there, like that lead people to help you in the way that they think they can help. And it's not always, you know, a loved one that is the best fit for that as far as I was concerned in those situations. So I do think like just being aware of locally what there is to offer and where you can go to in those dire times, like where you don't know where to turn and all that. But if it's not there yet, you know, like having conversations with friends and feeling that support system, if you don't have friends and maybe an animal or something like that, but like, starting to have that conversation and it can even begin with yourself and just being aware of the warning signs. If you are getting too close and getting very deep into something that you don't think you could handle yourself, like reaching out to a, um, into the health field and seeing where that is at. Um, I know it's even a struggle to find people in the mental health sector right now, like a boat where to go for certain things. Like that's a whole crisis in itself. But I think it just starts with digging that hole to find what it is you need because no one's really going to lay it out for you. But there are those numbers that you can call directly that do give you support right in those times. And that's something that I can't forget either. And 
you know, like I've, I've of course like seeked out other uh, help. Like I've, I'm trying to see a therapist right now and it's not like I'm here like losing my goddamn mind or anything, but again in those moments of time where my own head is too much like I feel like I do require someone just to unload on and sometimes I don't want to have to filter it I don't want to have to think about the words I'm choosing like I literally just need to get it out unfiltered and yeah, that to me that biased yeah where oh, okay what am I going to say about my partner and then my friend's going to think that I don't love them anymore or, or exactly. they're going to think I didn't want kids and that I don't like my kids or that things are really, really terrible when I am grateful for what I have. I am grateful for those struggles. Let's be honest. It gives you, it helps you appreciate the light when you're in it a lot more. So I just think, you know, being, having those conversations and wherever that starts with yourself, with somebody else, a loved one or whatever, but starting that conversation is to me the way to start and the way it will continue. And yeah. That's so true. Cause I, I, I thoroughly believe that communication is the key to, to everything, because even like you said to yourself, like just being able to, to sit with yourself and talk yourself through things. And, um, like those resources, like you said, that you can reach out to like two one one in Nova Scotia has so many resources on there that I don't think people even realize. And it's mm-hmm. just like two one one dot nshealth.ca or something like that. There you go. Um, and there's resources there for online stuff. Um, I know that the crisis line and like the mental health lines in health in, um, Nova Scotia health aren't the best right now because there are long wait lines for self-referrals and things. Um, but I think that just getting, getting it out there that you need the help, like you said, even if you struggle with asking for help, just making that initial contact so that people, people can reach out. Um, and whether that's a loved one, a coworker, a, like a friend, it, it doesn't have to be just like your best friend or your spouse, because sometimes, like you said, it can be really hard to unload on them and filter yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'd be great to see a therapist. I've actually thought about it myself because the unfiltering, um, unfiltered saying it unfiltered is <laughs> <laughs> such a great I, um, therapeutic experience just to talk your way through it. Because sometimes when you're speaking out loud, you don't even realize until they verbally say it. You're like, oh shit. <laughs> like I yeah. was packing that. Like, I can't believe I hadn't let that go. And it's not like your spouse is going to be like holding on to that and be like, oh, she's got like some baggage or like your, your friend, like you said, so thinks that you don't love your kids or your spouse. And you're just <laughs> like, I'm just having a really hard time right now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I don't know, especially when you're like a personality that watches what you say and speaks only, you know, in a for a particular re like I'm very so- soft spoken. Is that the way to describe it? I don't know. Where you probably don't want to hurt people's feelings. You're compassionate. I'm very <laughs> I'm very mindful of others mindful. and and person like personalities. I'm aware of that. I might be able to give criticism to this person, but this person really doesn't can't. It's not doesn't mesh well. So I don't go there. So I do like think a lot before I speak. And I'm hoping to work on that, actually. I thought being a mom, I'd be like, my mom's a redhead. So I was like, oh, maybe my inner redhead will come out once I have kids. Because, man, <laughs> my my mom, man, like growing up, you did not, if she had something to say, she said it. And I was always like really 
I love that about her. And sometimes it was embarrassing. Don't get me wrong, but most of the time she didn't care. And so I thought maybe having kids that would really bring it out, but it, I, it has, but I haven't, I still walk away sometimes from conversations saying, darn, why didn't I say that? Like, I wanted to say that, but there's a reason it's most of the time it's because I knew it would affect them in a negative way. And it wouldn't like, what's worth it to me. And it's never worth hurting somebody's feelings or I think that's important. offending I think it's somebody important to notice that like you pick your battles, right? Like knowing yeah. when it's worth saying that, like I've had times with my mom, for example, where I'm very blunt with her. Um, I used to be, I, like, I am still quite mindful of the other people and I don't want to hurt their feelings. And sometimes you kind of have to not necessarily sugarcoat, but kind of sandwich it with nice things mm-hmm. just to be like, good, bad, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can walk away from a situation and be like, why didn't I say that? Why didn't I speak my mind? And um, that's, that's something that I've worked on a lot in like the last few years is, really looking at it is like life is too short for me to hold back um what I'm thinking like eat good or bad like if it's something that's awful I try to really filter that because the negative is something that I'm still trying to be very conscious of but anything positive like I like someone's hair I like someone's dress I like the way they talk like Mm -hmm. I tell them because I'm like life's too short to not speak your mind because you could change someone's life for the, for the better. I mean, keep the negative to an all-time low, but I mean, if it's going to make them better, be like, Hey, you're kind yeah. of being an asshat. Like maybe you could be a bit nicer, yeah. like in this way, like, don't just be like your jerk, like give them some constructive right. criticism. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I always just think like there's so but, much more going on with people than what you even see or in a conversation. Like uh, I know we've, we've explained lots of people who have been working from a young age in different workplaces. You do tend to come across some people and you think that their whole issue is with you or with the job, but it's like, they have a whole other life outside of this. They have a whole other upbringing before this. Like they, we have no clue what's really going on in anyone's life. And yes, there's similarities. Like I, bump into people and I swear like they're the same experiencing the same things but I just you still never know and when I find that people are in a negative headspace or whatever it's like yes I recognize that but there's just going to be so much more going on than what involves me like (laughs) it's not about me (laughs) it's about what they're going through and you can just I just empathize with that and sympathize and again support and because that's all I would want in return as well so and that can give you a lot of um relief from like anxiety and stuff when you realize people aren't thinking about you they don't care about you like they got their own shit like the the person you think is giving you dirty looks is probably thinking about how their spouse was a jerk this morning and they wish that they could take back what they said Mm -hmm. to them or like they they have all these other things. So like when you're reading like a book by their cover, like you're you're not getting the whole picture. Exactly. Um, yeah. So yeah. I think that that's so important to mm-hmm. look at every person that way. That yeah. they've got their own baggage. They've got their own journey. They're on. They are. They may or may not have good communication skills with themselves and with others. And so just kill them with kindness like do exactly right like put out good as much as you can and if that influences them to do the same wicked it's like a ripple effect (laughs) yeah that's right (laughs) 
right yeah. so yeah. Uh, with that said though it's 9 32 oh my goodness I am so grateful that we I got to talk to you I really want to do another call sometime because I actually really like it's funny because I feel like I've known you I know <laughs> I, I know I know and I use quotation marks that's one of those circumstances where I'm like no like this is like I I love I adore like those connections like it is crazy it is crazy it's just it's the one-sided it's the people that know you and you're like wait like how what you've seen my pictures it's like we've kind of we've seen each other so and right? you know we've had com- and I remember my fam my family here has like a a, a famous artist or a very well-known artist in Winnipeg and uh when I met her first in person she was like I feel like we've known each other for for years because of your posts and it was like no but I genuinely felt that about her as well and and then the we've had conversations through it outside of just posts to each other as well so things did establish but I that and again that's the beauty and curse of social media platforms like you you establish and really connect with people. It's just those one-sided ones that I find is so strange. Like it's just right. interesting. <laughs> it's and I'm I'm intrigued. I'm like, oh, I wonder what it is she thinks she know, or they know that they think about me or they know about me because I want to. I kind of am interested to see what the perspective is. But it's just it's just one of those odd things that's happened a couple times. And then I and what's the <laughs> And then what's even odder is like that one time in Halifax, I was eating at a restaurant. And so this was a long time ago, but I remember a lady walked in and, you know, on the explore, how people come up, people you might be interested in or whatever. I don't even know how that is run officially, but an image came up and just the day or two before I opened up this picture and then it was the girl walking in. And I was just like, that is just so creepy to me. It was just so odd. It's creepy. It's like, you might know this person because they're like in your vicinity. And you're like, uh, weird social media. Yeah, it, it just was odd. <laughs> yeah. So that's a, anyways. And then watching all those documentaries, it just gets your mind going. But anyways, it's all based on a feeling and what to do from there. So that was the majority of it. And that's pretty much what I'm basing a lot of things off these days. And I'm proud of it. And it feels good. And Yeah. I'm so glad. And, and I, I'm so grateful for, for being able to talk to you. And like you, you may have said that you're like an introvert, you're not outspoken, but you're such a great like person to have conversation with. I know, but it, Hey, it helps if you have a nice person to talk to. Right. I just feel like we just hit it off. It's great. <laughs> oh, well, I hope you have a wonderful birthday. I hope you enjoy your hike. Thank it you. actually looks kind of cloudy, but it looks beautiful. Oh, I'm excited to take some beer, local beer for the end, and I'll snap you a pic. <laughs> That's amazing. I can't wait to see. Oh, well, awesome. thank you so much. I hope you have a thank great you. day, and I will talk to you again soon. Thanks, Vanessa. See ya. Bye.